This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is episode number 20, entitled Advice for Isolated Set of a Contest. First a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am and all that I all that I have and all that I do shall be consecrated to your service and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, amen. All right, so I've done a few, a couple of podcasts aimed at set of a contest. Um... Basically, basically, this episode is basically aimed at the set of contests who are literally isolated. Now, to those of you, you know, this is this is aimed at set of a contest. To those you set of a contest who are blessed. Was an actual set of a contest parish 
and have access to the seven sacraments and you know you can get spiritual advice from your priest or you know if you're by a monastery maybe you can talk to one of the monks or whatever um i say that god bless you and you are really blessed i just want to get that out there you guys are blessed my only advice to you guys is do not presume that everybody is in your situation and also do not always presume that this may be the case. You know, um, I think from now on, I'm going to use Jesus's, Jesus's expression when he would tell the scribe, or I'm sorry, when he would tell his audience, those of you with eyes and ears, or I'm, I'm sorry, those of you with eyes see, those of, with, those of you with ears listen. Um, there may come a time, if you do actually have a set of a contest parish, that it may get shut down, your access to the sacraments may get shut down, and, you know, you may get stuck. Okay? Now, um, for those of you who, who are in that situation where you do have regular access, um, this is kind of aimed at you for the time when those resources are no longer necessary. But this is also aimed at, to be quite honest, people like myself. Um, for a while there, I was only, um, you know, I only had access to the mass once a month. And um, because I'm a catechumen, uh, obviously I can't do confession. I can't do... Uh, Eucharist, I can't do any of the sacraments. Um, in the church's eyes, I, I'm not fully Catholic. But, and by the way, um, for those of you who are saying, well, what's the catechumen doing giving advice? I would just say that Father Bernard Utley um, in his series on uh, True Restoration Radio, briefly touched on this subject himself in his uh, series, The Spiritual Life. Now, um, I'm going to give him credit um, for putting the thought in my head and also to opening my eyes. Okay? You know, if you're going to get hung up on the fact that I'm a catechumen, well, um, I can't do nothing about that. You know, I, I know, I know, I know that there are a lot of set of contests who are hung up on the form and the matter 
in terms of doctrine. If we were living in an era that where everybody had access to sacraments, the seven sacraments and spiritual um, advice, um, I don't think God would be having me do this. And I would like to think I wouldn't presume upon myself as a catechumen to do what I'm doing here. Now I've given several I've given several episodes explaining, you know, um, why I do what I do. I don't like repeating myself, and I'm not going to. If you're a new set of accountants and you're clicking on this for the first time, you're making a mistake. Because if you you know if you're clicking on this and your mind you know if your mind's already made up. And you hear a catechumen giving you, uh, uh, presuming to give you spiritual advice. This this podcast channel is not for you. Okay. Um. So I'm not going to repeat myself. I've explained why I'm doing what I'm doing. I've explained why. Um you know, as a catechumen, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But this is going to lead me to my next subject, which is, I have basically been dealing with set of a contest since, uh, at least online, since 2018. And for those of you set of a contest, um, who are unaware of my observations of the set of a contest movement, I would strongly suggest you listen to episode four. Because once again, um, I have neither the constitution nor the inclination to um, explain stuff. My the titles of my episode are clearly la- labeled. So, you know, if you missed my channel introductions, if you missed my other set of a contest in inter- you know episodes, I, I'm I'm not going to spoon feed you, okay? You know, there may come a time. And especially if you're used to having everything at your beck and call and used to having people bend to your whims, you know, there may come a time where all that's going to stop and you might actually have to do the legwork. I'm just suggesting it, okay? I'm just putting it out there. But... There, there seems to be there seems to be a strain of set of a contest thought that is hung up is hung up on doctrine. And by the way, I've said this previously, it bears repeating. 
Right doctrine is necessary to get to heaven. Right doctrine is necessary to um, to have a proper relationship with God. But it is not the end all. I'm going to repeat this for emphasis. It is not the end all. So, if the set of accountants well, I'm sorry. Let me let me back up here. Basically, I think that this mindset where, oh, I got to have the seven sacraments. I got to have a spiritual confessor. I got to have, you know, I got to actually be baptized. Da, 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 da. I think that this comes from. And by the way, uh, Father Bernard Utley, and you may get tired of me hearing me. Um, talk about him, but I view the man as a, as, as a latter day teacher that was put in this time in this place, you know, to, to, to help get set of a contest in the right mindset. Basically what he says is if you don't know the, the, the concept, now, I've, I've had some set of, uh, set of a contest, um, try to argue that it's a teaching. It's not a teaching. It's not optional. It is absolutely not optional. You need to have this understanding if you want to have the right relationship with God. Um, but basically, he, he said that you need the, to know the concept of the divine providence. Okay. And, well, like I said, I'm not going to repeat myself. I've, I've given other episodes to set of a contest where I've explained the where's and the what for's. Okay. And sorry, I just remembered the reason I brought up father Bernard was the host that was interviewing him on true restoration radio was asking him, well, you know, because basically a lot of set of a contest, if they're, if they don't even know about the spiritual life, I'm sorry, they either don't know about the spiritual life or because of some teacher or maybe a parent or whatever. Oh, the spiritual life, that's a bunch of new age mumbo jumbo. Avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. Or they have the attitude, oh, spiritual life, right. Yeah, that's for priests, monks, and saints. That's not for me. You're all called to the spiritual life. It's not new age spiritual mumbo jumbo. This was actually, you know, every Catholic up until a certain point was expected to have some sort of spiritual life. It's not optional. And, um, basically when, when father, uh, during one of his episodes, father Utley said that basically somewhere around the 19th century, the, the spiritual teachings, the older spiritual teachings, I'm talking like from maybe the, uh, from the Reformation era back to the Middle Ages, it basically been lost. 
Now, he goes through the whys and the what fors. He said part of it was Jansenism, part of it was, uh, uh, what was his second? Um, just basically, um, it just got lost through time. But there, there was a deeper reason for that. So if you, if you want to hear his talk about that, um, listen to The Spiritual Life by Father Bernard Utley on SoundCloud. I'm sorry, not, um, on True Restoration Radio. It, it is on SoundCloud and on, uh, um, I forget the name of the other uh, podcast app. Anyway, but, and by the way, I'm, I'm trying to be as charitable as I can. I really am. Uh, if my voice sounds curt, if I, you know, um, I, I do realize tone of voice conveys, um, I'm just taking this seriously and I, I want, I want emphasis and, you know, um, I'm emphasizing this, but there seems to be a strain of, uh, set of a contest to think, well, you know, um, I got to have the seven sacraments. I, I got to have a confessor. I can't, I can't read spiritual material unless I have an advisor, a spiritual advisor. I can't, you know, uh, some people would think it's presumption to read saints books, to read about the spiritual life. Now, this is the one time, the one time that I'm going to break my own rule. I'm going to repeat what I said in an earlier episode. We are born in this time, in this place, and we are given the personalities that we have because God's divine providence put us here. Okay? Now, I don't, I'm not going to expect people to, you know, people are individuals, so I'm not going to presume that people, you know, are going to understand where I'm coming from. But basically what I'm trying to tell you is, especially if you're an isolated set of a contest, I mean... If, 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 if your situation is that you're at least, you know, in, in the position I was at one time of only getting one mass a month and you're, um, or you don't have access to a set of a contest at, or a set of a contest priest at all. Then, once again, I'm going to say, if you die in this state where doctrine is everything, doctrine is your baseline, and you're, you're into, you know, well, I, I, can't, I can't read spiritual books without being led, 
First of all, I don't understand this mindset personally because if you're already isolated, um, you're going, okay, you're not going to presume upon reading the saints' writings and doing your own spiritual work on your own. You're not going to presume upon that because um, you think it's presumptuous because you think, well, divine providence God will give me a priest and, you know, a, a, a community. How are you going to call doing your own spiritual work presumption and not the attitude that, oh, God is going to put me in my own set of a conscious community and they're going to lead me as presumption? Because as fallible human beings, obviously, we don't know the future. So how do you know you're not going to die before you get your golden land of a set of a contest community? How do you know that um, you may never, you may live an extra 20 years and never see another set of a contest? You know, so how is the one presumption, but the other isn't? That's my question to you guys. You know, how is one presumption, but the other one isn't? And the reason I denounce so harshly in the harshest sense of the terms that, oh, well, if I have correct doctrine and I die in that state, I'm getting to heaven. No, you're not. Jesus, the whole well, not the whole reason, but one of the reasons why Jesus went after the Pharisees as badly as he did was because not just of their corruption, not just because they were bending the rules so they can profit from it, but mostly because they were so wrapped up in doctrine that they weren't doing Things that they should have been doing in, you know, in, in regards to mercy, acts of mercy, acts of love that they should have been doing because, you know, um, there was, there was a thing, uh, I'm sorry, an episode in a gospel according to Matthew where Jesus healed on the Sabbath and the, <laughs> the freaking Pharisees were like, what are you doing, brah? That's against the rules. You can't heal on the Sabbath. And Jesus literally, you know, he went off on them and called them, you know, called them out and said, look, you know, man was made, or I'm sorry, the Sabbath was made for, uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. He, you know, if you read the gospels, and I do understand that there's this attitude well, I don't like to read or, you know, um, whatever. If you don't even, if, if, how are you going to even know what your doctrine means if you're not cracking your Bible? Because you read the four Gospels, it is absolutely clear that he's saying to the Pharisees, your biggest sin is, is that you're so wrapped up in doctrine you're not doing the things necessary to help your fellow man and 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 basically um you know 
to basically get closer to God. And I'm probably massacring this because I'm not an articulate person. I'm long-winded. Yes, I'm not articulate. But if you do not get the concept of divine providence, if you don't even understand the four gospels and what Paul taught, you know, you could have the most, the most, uh, you know, most, uh, I would call it, um, Oh, what's the word? Uh, scrupulous. You could have the most scrupulous adherence to the doctrine. And you die in that state. If you don't have the proper relationship with God, guess what? Um, I, I'm not going to presume to know God's judgment. But my understanding of, of Catholic dogma is, you know, just having a, a scrupulosity toward, uh, toward doctrine is not going to get you into heaven. You know, you need to have a right relationship with God. And by the way, for those of you who are getting mad at me, this, this, this catechumen, he, he presumes to tell us. Um, if, if it helps you, if it helps you, you don't have to listen to me. You could listen to any of the uh, taped sermons that are on Catholic media on YouTube given by actual set of priests who basically are saying the same thing. If that helps you, you know. If, if the truth of what I'm saying gets nullified because I'm not uh, actual set of if if the truth of what I'm saying gets nullified, that only a priest can, can lead, only a saint. If you need some sort of authority figures, if it'll help you, you can listen to them because they say the same thing that I'm saying. Okay? If that helps you. Okay? Um... I'm just trying to do God's will as I understand it. If I need some, you know, if I need to be an actual set of accountants, or I actually need to be a priest or a monk to say what I say, my only answer to that is, is this is the, the issue that I'm trying to fight here. I've given several episodes where I've said what happens when your authority figures are either snuffed out or locked up when you have no authority figures to do. Are you going to despair? Are you going to follow? Oh, I don't have a priest to lead me. What do I do? There's a purpose. It's called God's divine providence. And basically, you know, part of that divine providence is recognizing the error that you're in and not, not allowing your own, your own, um, 
personality to influence how you think. You're supposed to be influenced by the Holy Spirit coming from God's divine providence. That's how you're supposed to be led. Okay? So, once again, I'm not going to repeat myself. I'm doing God's work as I understand it. And, you know, like I said, I'm not going to apologize for this. I'm not. I only answer to God and my priest. That's all I answer to. So, you know, if you want to spurg out because I lack authority and blah, 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 go ahead. You're missing the point anyway. Because anybody with two eyes and two ears can understand that what I'm saying is the God honest truth. Now, I'm going to cover the basics of getting in the right spiritual mode. In my previous episodes, I suggested a book called The Catholic The, the Catholic Understanding of the Four Temperaments, I believe is the title. It's listed in my previous show notes. Now, some people will use this as a self-help tool. Okay? With my understanding, this is not meant to be a self-help tool. This is not... uh, When I say a self-help tool, I'm using self-help in the the modern sense. In other words, there are are plenty of self-help books out there. How to win friends and influence people. Um... How to keep your marriage together. Uh, Ten ways to attract the opposite sex. I'm talking about that kind of self-help book. It's not that. It is a self-help book in the sense that if you lack a spiritual director, it has a quiz, you take the quiz, and there are four temperaments. Now, most people, most are going to have two strong temperaments and then they're going to have a few temperaments in the other two. I strongly suggest, don't just read your two strongest temperaments, but read the other two temperaments that you may or may not have uh, checked on. This is meant, the, the, the way the book operates is, it will tell you the strengths of your temperaments but it'll also tell you your drawbacks. And the purpose this is written is to strengthen your understanding of your personality so that you can, when you go through the spiritual life and you read this book, you can say, okay, I need to pray to God about this aspect, this aspect, and I need to use my strong points to do such and such for God. It is literally not written like a modern self-help book. It's, it is, it's a self-help book in the sense that it's, help, uh, it's trying to help you if you don't have access to a spiritual director, help you to understand yourself so that you can, you can uh, learn the spiritual life better. Um. 
I'm just going to say, if, if you have the scrupulosity that you need to be, you know, you can't do anything without approval from a priest or the hierarchy, or you think it's presumptuous to learn the spiritual life on your own without any advice, you think that's presumptuous. I, I, I highly urge you to challenge that, that worldview. I already gave an example. Or, or I'm sorry, not example. I gave a scenario where you're being presumptuous. Because if your presumption is, well, someday I'll get to an area that'll, you know, where I can practice you know, Catholicism and I can get the proper training and upbringing. And to those of you who want to be a priest or a monk, if you think that you're, you know, you're going to be able to enter, you're presuming that you're going to be able to um, enter a monastery or a seminary, that's presumption. It's no less presumptuous um, to, to try to do the spiritual life on your own and trusting in God's divine providence than to presume that you're going to be able to get to a seminary or a monastery that will not be closed by the Masonic uh, demoniacs that run the world. So, um. So the first thing you want to do, or I'm sorry, by the way, everything I'm saying in this episode, it's advice. It's advice. And basically, I don't give advice that um, I haven't tried out myself. In other words, I, I don't give out advice on things that I haven't already tried. Now, I do understand everyone's an individual. What works for me may not work for you. That's fine. Part of the spiritual life is learning what works for you and using it until the Holy Ghost leads you on something else. Um, so my, my, first, my first bit of advice is do the spiritual um, temperaments book. My second, my second advice is, and I can't stress this enough, Father Jean Paul de Cassade's book, Complete Abandonment to Divine Providence. And by the way, he's not the only person who wrote about divine providence. Uh, Father Garagou Lagrange wrote on divine providence. There, there have been other solidly Catholic uh, priests who have written on this. The reason I'm harping on his book is because his book has been a godsend to me. Now, like I said, we're dealing with individuals. You may read the book and you might find objectionable things to it. I'm not saying that you have to like the book. I'm not saying that you have to agree with the book. What I am saying is 
without understanding God's divine providence and be willing to submit to it, um, it's it's going to stunt your spiritual life. And if you need a if you if you if you're one of these people that needs a claim to authority on this, Father Bernard Utley, a CMRI priest, gave a talk back in 2000. Uh, not talk a series of uh, episodes on um, True Restoration Radio between 2015 and 2016. He said, and by the way, because it was Father Utley. And Father Utley was having the kind of the same issues I'm having. He he goes, he lists the authors and the books that back him up. And, you know, people say that that kind of attitude is uh, either pedantic or autistic. But let's be honest, in the time we're living in, when you're on the internet, the first thing even even the persons that have a good will, the first thing that they want to do is, who's your authority? You know, can you back this up? Who are your sources? Well, I've never heard of this. And that's why when you hear somebody like, you know, like uh, Father Bernard Utley going into what you consider autistic detail or, or pedantry uh, is because, and this, we're talking, you know, six or seven years ago. I mean, it's ramped up since then. But basically, I don't know the man personally, and I'm not presuming to know his motivation. I'm saying my observation of the situation is, is that he had come across a lot of set of accountants online, you know, through the comments section who said, well, I, father so-and-so contradicted this. I don't believe you're teaching the truth. He, he, he basically, he, he the, the appeals to authority. He wanted to cut them off at the pass. These are my sources. This is what I got, got it from. And, and by the way, he actually says that during the series. Now, I'm going to tell you, and by the way, I also recommend his series. If, if, if you, you know, um, any books, any books on divine providence and as a primer to the spiritual life, I would recommend Father Bernard's series on true restoration radio. Now, um, he, uh, The, the series is 16 series, I'm sorry, 16 episodes long, and they run anywhere around two hours. Do not let that deter you. If you need to take it in 15-minute chunks, take it in 15-minute chunks, but do not neglect this. You have to listen to the whole thing to get the context. You know... Uh, I hate, absolutely hate repeating myself. I've given several episodes where I say, don't listen to one episode and make a hasty, a hasty uh, judgment based on one episode. I have, as of right now, between 41 and 40, 
I'm sorry, 40 to 41 episodes. If you come into something out of context, because that's the way you operate, and you listen to that episode and you're like, oh, the guy's a jerk or whatever, you're going about it all wrong. In order to get my full context, you have to listen, you know, to most of my podcast to get a feel for how I am as a person, my philosophy, and my approach. It's the same thing with Father Utley. You can't listen to three or four of his episodes and then say, well, he's too pedantic. He's, you know, he's too, uh, he's too autistic. Um, you know, I don't like the show hosts or, you know, you have to plow through that stuff. You know, and that goes back to the modern Catholic conception of, well, I'm practicing the right faith, so my life should be all lollipops and sunshine. Now, a lot of people are going to listen to that and say, well, no, obviously not. Okay, that's fair enough. And actually, that's not what I was saying. But it, yeah, that attitude is fair enough. And once again, I'm guilty of this too. To the point where if I get a, a small annoyance, you know, and I'm talking a small annoyance, you know, um, I, I want to I wanna shut down the small annoyance. I want to put it away from me. And I don't want to deal with it. My point in saying this is, even the small annoyances that you go through on a daily basis, my voice, uh, your neighbor, your neighbor, dog pooping on your lawn, um, that annoying coworker who, who tells dad jokes or whatever, or that annoying Karen that lives on your block who's constantly yelling at you because you won't wear a mask or whatever. These things are part of divine providence. And they're put there for a reason. Like I said, I still have trouble. I, I am having trouble dealing with this aspect of divine providence. They're meant for your own good. And, you know, the, the uh, authors that talk about divine providence tell people. They say, you know, um, you know, as you grow with in spiritual maturity um you're you're going to you're going to be more resigned to the little annoyances in life but at the beginning it basically the best way i can put it and i'm of a certain generation i'm not going to assume that um other people have had my experiences but basically when i was growing up and your parents or, you know, let's just say uh, your parents made you uh, take liquid vitamins. And by the way, for those of you, the younger generations, I'm not talking about the semi-palatable liquid vitamins that you probably had. Back in my day, uh, some people were given castor oil, which is nasty, or there was uh, Fletcher's. And Fletcher's, if, if I remember correctly, I believe Fletcher's was a liquid vitamin. 
And it literally tasted like cough syrup. It was absolutely nasty. But we, you know, are you going to say no to your parents? We hated it. We hated doing it. My humble advice is, go, you know, um, try, try, try to go along, not just with the major drama you got going on, but with the minor annoyances. And, you know, um, I'm learning this myself. They teach you to thank God for for not just the trials and tribulations or the blessings, but for the minor annoyances. God will give you the grace to eventually thank him for that. When If you grow in spiritual maturity, try to thank him. Now, having said all this, and I know it's it's been a slog, if you are an isolated set of a contest, I'm going to give a suggestion. Okay? Number one, get a prayer book. They're not expensive. And, and quite frankly, you might not even need a prayer book. If you're the type of person that when you get up in the morning and you could just talk to God like, I'm talking to you right now. You don't need a prayer book. <laughs> um, you know. But I'm saying if you're the type of person, me, my, me my, my memory is shot. And I use a prayer book because, not because I think it's a golden ticket for God to listen to me, but a lot of the prayers in the prayer book cover things that I actually forget to pray for that, you know, that it doesn't enter into my mind. So if, if, if you can pray without a prayer book, wonderful, but you should pray at night and pray during the, uh, pray at night and pray first thing in the morning. The second thing is if you are isolated, if you are isolated, there is uh, a certain prayer books, although you can download, download these, these confession guides, do a daily confession, you know, and I, I do understand that those of you who have been Protestant, well, wait a minute, that smacks of Protestantism. Well, the Protestants, like all else that they do, they took they took things to extreme basically if the the reason you do a confession every day and by the way the church teaches that you're supposed to get to confession as often as you can as often as you're able well what do you do if there's no priest yes i know that the protestants say well i could take my but once again, you got to understand their context. They don't really, they don't really go through a check. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. That was presumptuous. Most of them don't literally go through a checklist and say, well, yeah, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of that. 
most of them, you know, if they do it at all, will just skip over the details. But basically, they're confession guys. And my, my advice is every day, take, you know, however long it takes you, find the time and just go through the, the confession guide. And there should be prayers before confession and after confession. And anybody who's listened to Father Bernard Utley, he says, he literally says that obviously you have to have the intent on confessing those sins that you say to God to a priest. And he's absolutely right. So, you know, um, you want to try to keep track as best as you're able to to the things you're telling God. You know, maybe divine providence, you know, you'll be have a chance to confess in maybe six months to a year. As long as you have the intention of confessing those sins to a real priest, you're fine. But for me personally, I find um, doing confession every day helps me to spot the areas where I've been spiritually either lazy um, or, or, uh, disobedient or, um, it just shows me my spiritual flaws and it helps me to ask God that what to, uh, what to, uh, what to ask for help from God and his, uh, mother from. Now, I don't know what the prejudice is against the rosary. The rosary is the simplest prayer and devotion that a person can have. And, you know, when you talk to some set of a contest, they act like the rosary is this huge deal and it's not. Mother Mary will not give you something that is going to trip you up spiritually. Um, I understand some of you may be real busy. Um, if you have time, try to do five decades. If you don't have time, they have chaplets. That's basically a decade. Just do a decade. Now, the second thing I'm going to advise is do... Do a prayer of spiritual communion. Now, the the prayer of spiritual communion is not the same thing as the sacrament of communion. But, once again, if you're cut off from the sacrament of communion, then spiritual communion will help you to unite your heart to Jesus Christ's. And that's, that's my, that's my uh, advice. Um, you know, such as it is, that's what I'm presuming to advise to you. But because everybody is their own 
human being, their own person. And God deals with us as individuals. You know, this isn't some big corporate thing where he tries to force a cookie cutter mold on individuals. It's the exact opposite. Oh, one last note before I close this out. I already said to those of you who have no issue just going straight to God in prayer and you don't need a prayer book, that's fine. But if you're like me and the prayers in a prayer book kind of help you articulate what, you know, how you want to talk to God or whatever, there's nothing wrong with that either. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that either. Um, the last thing, and by the way, this is not from me. I actually got this from Father Bernard Utley. He says quality is preferable to quantity. In other words, if you're saying 10 prayers a day, but you're rushing through it, um, you know, God's not going to be too enthusiastic about that. But if you're saying, say, five prayers a day, um, intently and devoutly and with a proper intention, yeah, he, you know, he's 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 not going to throw you into hell because you only did five prayers. So, anyway, you didn't you didn't have to listen and you didn't have to come up to this point. Um, but she did. Um, I want to thank you. And I, you know, in my own perfect, imperfect way, I do appreciate it. Secondly, I am an imperfect person. I'm just doing God's will as I understand it. So I pray literally that, um, I have been a vessel for the Holy Ghost to either that you either get something of value out of this uh, episode or that it may touch you or give you insight. How, as long as it's positive, that's all I ask. And um, I... Um, I, 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 I'm praying for you guys. Um, don't let, don't let the tone of my podcast fool you. I pray for everybody as often as I can. So, um, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Sveinar heime vära Jöj med det gulle ballet Det gör sex på hejningsland Och röjne dig önn i kalle Ria dig ut ur framtlande Med dyre drås i sade Läs i rören olivan På rusarvallen Bunde dig upp det silkesegel Högt upp i seglerå Så seglar dig på hejningsland Och i virke vi 
Ja, de uit voor Franklanden met dure droosies hadden. Plezierderen olie van voor u zaad hadden. Sloegen zij uit voor u zaad hadden, die dag aan de tot jo. Heidingen gaan voor Roeland, zwaarders en storren voor Goebato. Ria de uit voor Franklanden met dure droosies hadden.